Happy Ramahana Kwanzmas, everyone, and welcome to Reliving the Extreme. Nate Maxson here with you, along with, of course, my brother Aaron. Hello, everybody. And Senior Chad Austin. Aloha. Well, aloha. Aribe. Isn't it Aribe? Aribe. Aribe. Aribe? You get a rebate? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I had no idea. Check the platform that we're on. Whatever, if, if you're paying for this show, whatever you celebrate, we want to wish you a happy holiday this week. As you and thank you for making reliving the extreme a part of that and listening to the show. As we, of course, are recapping the history of ECW from the beginning to the end. And um, last week we didn't have a show because I was a pussy and got sick and couldn't do it. So sorry, everybody. You but the itis. got the itis, whatever itis it might have been. I had it's pretty strong. So. But this week, we're going to do the show we were going to do last week, May 24th, 1994, the episode of ECW. And like Chad said, we've probably mostly forgotten the show. We only have our notes to go on. But uh, that is what it is. And anything you guys want to discuss before we get into the show this week? Um, For me, it's just that I I can't wait for ECW to get into a stride. Mm-hmm. Where it's just not recap recap championship wrestling. It's yeah. it's just it's been a re, it's been a recurring thing just week in and week out. Am I wrong? No. And you just keep you see these little moments where you're like, no, oh, this is it, <laughs> this is it, this is the moment. And then it's like, nope, sorry. You're right back to Ivan Koloff and Vladimir Koloff. They're like, hey, they've been there in months. What the hell, Aaron? Any thoughts before we get started here? Uh, just kind of the same thing Chad said, but I mean, like. And like you said, there's little glimmers. You're like, oh, oh, there's the, there's, it's like you start seeing like the little nucleuses of what they're doing. Like we're seeing like they finally, they're starting to figure out what they want to do with Mikey and, and just flushing things out and things like that. And I was looking ahead at some of the descriptions of some of the shows coming up. And I think we're getting into a good part of ECW, like the good stuff is coming up. So stick you with would think, them. right? It, 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 it looks that way. We can only hope. <laughs> I just don't want it to get too good because I still want to be able to make fun. No, it's as loud. Oh, I'm sorry. I had an audio problem here. Aaron just said he he doesn't want it to get too good because he might not have anything to joke about. But you know what? In every you can you can take any wrestling show, no matter what it is, no matter how good it was, in that hour, there's gonna be something to make fun of, at least. Somebody's hair or something. Is it <laughs> some dumpy motherfucker? Somebody. Well, I mean, and it can't be the Wolfman then. His the, uh, tattoo hairdo. I don't think him or Sir Christopher Michaels work there anymore. I haven't seen Christopher Michaels in a long ass time, and we're hoping that Hunter Q is gone too. We're finally, hopefully, done with that cat. But um, this week's show, of course, like I said, May twenty fourth, nineteen ninety four. We were coming. We are coming out of the worlds when worlds collide event that we discussed on the last show, and we are coming out of, like I said, of the when worlds collide show that we. Reviewed last time, and 
that show is ha- we we talk about that show is halfway decent. Um, now that the we they have a recap here of of Mikey winning the TV title from the pit bull with Sully on commentary. And I thought it was weird that Joey wasn't on this show and you could take dirt sheets for what they are. But I went back into the archives of the torch and apparently according to the torch, and that is again, did you take it for what it's worth at this time? Joey had left ECW. Why? I don't don't know anything about this. Yeah. It didn't say. And like I said, that could have been, Oh, it could have been. Oh, I'm sorry. Could it have been because of the new job? Maybe. Yeah, or, there wasn't any explanation given. No, that's why I said it could have just been conjecture on Wade Keller's part too. He might just be speculating, but I did find it odd that Joey wasn't wasn't on this show. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this was in conjunction with this show or another incident, but I do remember Joey going around and saying his goodbyes to everybody because he was starting a new job that was going to be like upstate Connecticut. Hmm. And he was going to be taking the train every day from New York to Connecticut. And it was like some kind of an insurance job or something like that. Like I, I do remember that, but I don't remember if it was this time frame. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, I do. I do. I do remember Joey telling everybody that he's leaving, but I just don't know whether it was here or not. The, um, this is followed by, uh, Jay well, they, Sully. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. They try to say it's a recap from last week, but it's not a recap from last week. It's a recap from the night before the show he watched two weeks ago. But it's yes. still probably a recap from last week, right? <laughs> so you say we're recapping the recap from last week. Don't try. To say <laughs> is, it, is it an all just the recap from week? Like, no, ago? This is this is from last week from the night before the show we showed you two weeks ago. Oh come on! That during that day at lunch. I mean, it's it's all just a recap. Let's do the time warp again. <laughs> I mean, if you're not going to send it to Haitian Prince out there, then don't. Why bother? It's one of my favorite <laughs> things to do is when they try to say, "Oh, this happened last week." I'm like, "No." I like to do the look in my little notebook and be like, "Nope, nope. This is from last week, the week before, two weeks ago." <laughs> is, is, is that? <laughs> yeah. About a month ago, we showed you what happened two weeks ago, but we replayed it last week to show you what happened four weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Is this where they showed, like, the um, the weird rewind thing to show what happened during the break with Sullivan and Mikey and all? Well, yeah, that – yeah, that comes up during the during the match. Before we get to that, our favorite guy Jay Sully does an interview with Mikey, talking about winning the TV title, and of course Mikey does the "Mom, I did it" line, and he is all in Mikey Whipwreck here, one of my favorite characters in ECW, and as Chad said, he's going to be in the uh, his first title defense here against Kevin Sullivan. Now, who's this commentator? Oh, go ahead. You don't know who the commentator is? I do not. Willie Scoops Watts. It is? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Remember, like, a long, long time ago, Willie Scoops Watts, and I we deciphered that he is Bill Watts' black illegitimate son? Yes. That's him. <laughs> on, the, on the version I watched, or because I rewound it a couple times, but the music that they dubbed over was so loud that when he introduced himself, I didn't catch his name, so I had no idea who it was doing this. It's Bill Willie Watts, Scoops Jr. Watts. It's Bill Watts Jr. with uh, Paul Heyman. Bill Watts has an illegitimate black kid. Yeah. Okay, that's believable. He went to the Atlanta Territory. He he might have a whole bunch of them out back. (laughs) 
I don't, I mean, I don't know Bill Watts. I ain't never <laughs> met the dude, but doesn't sound like he's a fair weather racial guy. I mean, <laughs> maybe a little biased. <laughs> he did spend a lot of time in Louisiana. And I, it's not really him, but there's no way that Paul Heyman didn't make that as a joke. I mean, he named him Willie Scoop Watts. Yeah. It's Bill Watts. Yeah. <laughs> the match is Kevin Sullivan and Mikey Whipwreck for the TV title. Um, like Chad said, during this match, um, in the middle of it, they go to a commercial break and they do like the rewind effect to show you what happened during the commercial. Um, right before they rewind it, though, they come back from the break and uh, Kevin Sullivan is beating Mikey Whipwreck with a Barney doll. <laughs> <laughs> The purple dinosaur Barney, he's beating him with that. And this is another question. Do you think Kevin Sullivan really weighed 307 pounds? That's what they introduced him as. Was no he way. carrying a Barney doll? <laughs> yeah, there's no way. There's no he's way. He's at 307 pounds. Kevin Was that Barney doll filled with rocks and wet? <laughs> you don't know, Aaron. Come on. <laughs> I questioned that. I was like, I don't know if I what, what? What is five foot? Who is five foot five? It weighs 307 pounds. Nobody mobile. Of course. (laughs) If he came out in like a Mark cart to the ring. I was going to say, I was just about to say that. If he he came out on a Walmart motor scooter thing. I'd believe it. Yeah, of course. On an oxygen tank, I'd believe that he's 307 pounds. With a little basket in the front. Yeah. Some bath salts. Some Werther's. I'd believe it. But no. (laughs) Werther's. He ain't 307 pounds. Jeez, always. Pork rinds. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan is pork rinds. I could just see that. Put him in the evil basket. Put him in the evil basket. Good God. Well, he, uh, he he proceeds to pretty much beat the shit out of Mikey during this match. And that um, thing they rewound it for, that devastating thing they rewound it for, was that powerbomb on the concrete, and it looked like shit. It wasn't even that devastating. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great, but, you know, what are you going to do? He's throwing chairs at Mikey during this match. And like I said, just essentially just Sullivan beating up Mikey. Uh, He gets him in the tree of woe, and Sullivan gets disqualified during this match. So Mikey, of course, retains the TV title. Um, That's really all the notes I had on it. It didn't, you know, what? whatever. It was a showcase of, of Mikey being an underdog, obviously. And this is how you get, you're kind of seeing the formula of how his, his, his matches and his title reign is going to go, you know, establishing that character. Well, yeah, because I mean, Sullivan's not long for this company, right? At this point. Right. right. So why not get the rub to Mikey mm-hmm. on the way out? You know, I'm, I'm sure Sullivan is, is more than happy to do it. I mean, he's not, he's not like more than likely going to just flat out lose, but you know, he'll get Mikey over. Yeah, and it does. Like I said, it gets over what um, what Mikey's character is, and then if there's nothing else on that, Aaron, uh, I just think Bill Watts Jr. does a terrible job. Like he's trying to be, he's trying to be Joey Styles, and it's mm-hmm. like akin to when Corey Macklin was trying to use his uh, um, um, Lance Russell voice. Like, like don't. Just don't. Don't try to copy somebody that's good at their job when you're not even good at it to begin with. Oh, don't and make fun of Corey Maglin. I'm just saying, like, Corey oh, Maglin. Oh, I know what you're trying to say, and I'm saying, oh, no, the king. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 don't be don't be shucking and jiving on my Corey Maglin. 
the king, Jerry Lawler. Everybody, he's my favorite, dude. I could I could sit around with, like with somebody that's a wrestling fan and that knows about good shit like that and just do Corey Macklin stuff all day long. Good good day, everybody. Uh, jam packed <laughs> packed arena here today. Yeah, we got seventeen in attendance. Yeah, Corey Macklin's the best. Well, enough about Corey Macklin. <laughs> we can do a whole other show about him. Then we roll into a promo from ECW champion Shane Douglas here. And essentially, it's just the I'll take on anybody type promo. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any notes on the promo itself at all? Because I don't. I don't even have any notes that it existed. <laughs> I don't know. My next thing is public enemy. <laughs> I, I don't really. I mean, it was, it was a promo. It is what it was. But I think it's the first time he started... He didn't use names yet, but I think this is the first time he started like calling out other companies as being a better champion than them. But yeah, obviously he's going to get go further with it with like the Dick Flair stuff and everything like that. But on this he, did, one, he okay. did mention he did mention Flair in his promo and when worlds collide. So you're oh, definitely yeah. right. He's he's starting his shtick here with the you know yeah like you said the Dick the the Dick Flair and calling out Flair and the other champions from the other companies. And you know, for his gimmick in this company, that works. You know, well, Shane, Shane was doing that like well before, like the the televised shows. Mm-hmm. He he was doing it not only on the house shows, but he was doing it on on anybody who would listen. You know, newsletter, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like he, he already planted this seed a long time ago, and I just don't think that it it sprouted to be what he thought it was going to be. Right. You know, that's, not, gonna, that's I, probably not no fault of his. I was going to ask you guys, guys this a couple of weeks ago, and then we got deeper into another conversation about something, and I never did. And you could tell me if I'm off base or whatever. Or it's a stupid question, but do you think if you watch, if you watch Hunter, Hurst Helms today, Triple H, when he started the game gimmick in 99, I think it was, and maybe that run from 99 till at least 2001. Do you think he lifted Shane's gimmick? Do you think the game is essentially the franchise? In, in a, in a, I mean, in, in a, in a vacuum. Yeah. I mean, they're all going to go back to originate from something, but right. he may have gotten, he may have taken something from that. Right. Yeah. I just, that, that little, that like first two years where he breaks away from DX and he's, he's doing the game deal before it gets really. I don't know. Anyway, after WrestleMania 17, but that that first two years—that's what just what it felt like to me. It was it was it was. I don't know if it was inspired by or lifted from or whatever, but I just see a lot of that. A lot of the Shane Douglas isms and stuff from being the franchise and Triple H at that time. And I know that takes us completely out of, like I said, silly question off 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 topic. But it was something I thought about a couple of weeks ago watching Shane cut a promo on this show. And I was going to bring it up then, and I just forgot. <laughs> you just forgot. Yep. <laughs> so you decided to bring it up on this show that you just forgot. Very randomly, yeah. <laughs> very very much so, like, the Miss uh, Lovely Jess um, was out Christmas shopping the other day, and she passed by the store where I get my blank DVDs at. And then she decided to call me and tell me that she's passing the store where I get my blank DVDs at, but she doesn't feel like stopping in and getting them, <laughs> even though I never asked her to get them for me. Just, she just wanted to let you know that she yes, wasn't going to. Yeah. She, she didn't feel like stopping and getting them for me. So, you know yeah. that you didn't ask me to do? I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I know what it's like to be disappointed. How dare you not get me something that you never were sent, were sent to get me to begin with? Like, I woke up this morning not disappointed. 
Yes. And then I didn't even know that I was going to be disappointed about the thing I didn't even know I was not going to get. Believe me, she's heard about it for the last three days. And you did this two weeks ago, but it was actually a week ago and a month. Yeah. <laughs> and then in two Sundays, two Sundays, it'll be a season. And we're going to talk about it again here on yeah. Recap Championship Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we get just a, a myriad of videos featuring stars of ECW. There's a video for Mr. Hughes, the public enemy. Terry Funk, which I said, set, I wrote down, it sounds like it's set to an 80s sitcom theme. Yeah, That's exactly what I wrote down. I wrote that down. I said, Terry Funk's WWE cock music sounds like an 80s sitcom theme of a show called The Golden Family. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> like, like the dad and the kid are like throwing the football and it's like starring like Keith, Keith Michelson. And he's like some fucking 80s dad and like little Tommy Jenkins. And he's like catching the football. Lyle Alzado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tune in this Friday when Balky shows up. Yeah. Gordon Gary Coleman. Gordon Jump. <laughs> <laughs> Plays the grandpa. That's like, what it sounded like. It was and negative bad. one as the beaver. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm glad we all, we're, we're all on the same page with that. Terrible Terry Funk music there, or not Terry Funk music. You know what I mean. We got a br- video for the Bruce Brothers and a video for Tommy Dreamer in this Which little. His sounded, his sounded like shitty Mortal Kombat fighting scene music. <laughs> You're playing Mortal Kombat on Sega? That's what Tommy sounded like. He's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Tommy's <laughs> over. Get over here! <laughs> I, I I don't I don't get it with Tommy. I don't I don't get it. I don't have a personal problem with Tommy. I actually like Tommy, and I guess we we're friends. But I, I, you know, I have a bunch of friends that I've seen be successful. You know, on certain various levels that I just look at them and go, "How? How? Like James Ellsworth? What? How did this happen? <laughs> the is next where, thing oh. is this where um like well Paulie. Ha- and comes back with the promo where he has the mustache and the goatee. Yeah. What the hell is going yes. on there? Yeah, I don't know. He He's running from? Heyman's on the lamb. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell's going on there? Yes, but yes, that is that is what this is. Paulie is doing a promo, and he's talking about two separate events here. Um, an event on the 3rd of June, which is going to feature Sabu versus Two Cold Scorpio, uh, which I hope we get to see that match. And then... We do. It's, okay. It's on the next show. Oh, sweet. Okay. And then talking about the Funk Brothers against the Public Enemy on June the 24th coming up. Um, any other notes here on the promo, Aaron? Uh, just the fact, I, I thought it was kind of cool when he was like, talking about how like you know other promotions have to hype you up and, and tell you all this glitz glamour and all this other stuff. But all I have to tell you is that on June 3rd or whatever, June, or yeah, June 3rd, uh, two cold Scorpios fighting Sabu. I don't need to hype it any more than that. Gonna- that 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 to me goes back to um his his promo and I like to hurt people. Remember that where where Funk said if I could guarantee you that on Friday night, you know, yeah, at Cobo Hall, that somebody's you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. whatever that promo was that he cut and like I like to hurt people. That's the same thing he's saying essentially, right? Yeah, it's um, it's essentially the you don't need to know anything else that's on this card because you're going to want to come for this. 
Everything right. else is everything else. I mean, we're going to we're going to have some other bells and whistles, but this is all you really need to come for because it's going to satisfy. Yes. Right. 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 That makes sense. Yeah, I, I can, I can see that because, you know, doesn't it doesn't doesn't it look I don't know if this was the idea or anything like that, but doesn't it look better that if you do like a, a major show and you only really announce one match? Mm hmm. You know, and then you get a thousand people there and then you, you have a whole entire show afterwards. You know what I mean? Like before it, like, well, well yeah, and then you advertise all this stuff, but you're going to get it anyway. And then you don't have, then you don't run the risk of announcing something terrible and somebody going, <laughs> I don't even oh, know. And, and, and somebody knows showing. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's what I was going to say. You don't run the risk of saying, oh, so-and-so is going to be here too. And then they just, they just say, fuck it and don't show up. All, I mean, as long as you get Sabu and Too Cold in the door. And everything else is killer. All you got to do is say, "Look, we produce what we have. All we promise you is Sabu versus Terry, uh, Two Cold Scorpio, and you got right. it." So, yeah, and believe me, we're we're getting into that period where there's starting to be more and more no show, <laughs> and people walking out, and cards subject to change, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, we saw it when Worlds Collide with Road Warrior Hawk. I got you. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and then we get a, a promo from Terry Funk on um. It's essentially the Who We Are promo. He's talking about him and Dory, the Funks, who are going to be facing Public Enemy on the twenty fourth of June. Um. So no Dory Funk yet, though. It's just Terry doing this promo. Dory's still back on the ranch doing all the goddamn work that Marty's making him do. <laughs> he, he's all he's packing the fucking envelopes, signing the pictures. I you know how long it takes him to sign a picture? I gotta go to Philly. Yeah, I put in my I put in my notes. I was like, "There's no Dory, Dory Funk on the show," but you'd think they would have showed some like exciting footage of him. Oh yeah, never mind. Well, because the, that <laughs> camera hasn't been invented yet. Yeah, there isn't any exciting footage. Of yeah, I mean, where are they going to look for that at? Cave drawings. Here's Dory, here's Dory Funk chucking a spear into Gene Kanitsky out of his fire. And he's got like the little fucking like a jockey thing with it's like a like a, a loincloth. <laughs> yes, sir. We promised you a great main event here tonight. <laughs> yeah, like he's literally the. He's one of the two guys you see in the opening of any WWE show where it's black and white and the guy gives the guy a belly to back. Yeah. <laughs> like one of them's Dory Funk. <laughs> he didn't just invent the fireball, he invented fire. Yeah, he, he wrestled in he wrestled in Comiskey Park before there was a city called Comiskey. <laughs> oh, I've I've been there. I I've uh or he thinks he has. <laughs> wrestled Dan Shockett there. For yeah. an hour, an hour and forty-seven minutes. <laughs> uh, remember Ben Hur? I did a Broadway with him. I think it was Tampa. <laughs> um, I, you know, seriously, I I probably wouldn't even watch a shoot interview with Dory if one came out. I probably wouldn't watch it until well after he was dead. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I mean that in a good way because I don't want to. I don't want to remember Dory in any other way than I have met him. You know, mm -hmm. I had breakfast with him and his, and his, you know, beautiful wife and that, that weekend that he was there and stuff and great guy. But I'm like, this guy has no idea what's going on. Or if he does, he's working everybody. <laughs> Cause I mean, he looks like he acts like he sounds like he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And I always say, I'm sure for people in that day, 
watching him in that moment when that was the kind of wrestling that there was, he, you know, I'm not discounting anything that Dory Funk ever did in the business, but just not my cup of tea. His style of wrestling, not my cup of tea. Uh, to me, it kind of de- it kind of depended on what territory it was in. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna if you're gonna show me him in Toronto against uh, I don't know who that dude was Kaniski or whatever that's not gonna happen. But you know anything with him and Terry in Japan, you know one of the weirdest one of the weirdest one of the weirdest combos ever was when they had him paired up with Kevin Sullivan. I think was that Mid Atlantic. No, I think wasn't that Florida or maybe it was Florida. But yeah, it was like what Dory Funk and Kevin Sullivan. That does not yeah. fit, dude. <laughs> dude I, I, I swear, I swear to God, there is a promo of of Kevin Sullivan cutting a promo at the desk with Gordon Soley, and Dory Funk has his hands on the back of Kevin Sullivan's neck mm-hmm. because I believe when that promo was over. Dory Funk had to like wait for Kevin Sullivan to get up to direct him to where to go. Like it was almost like he was blind, huh. and, and that was the, his help. I mean, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. You know right. what I'm mean? saying? Right. It, it was like he was just standing there with his arms on Sullivan's shoulders, and it's just like this guy looks like he doesn't have any idea where he's going. Like when this when this thing's over, so <laughs> he's got like his little partner there, and I don't mean that <laughs> literally. <laughs> Lead me to catering. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Dory. Well, up next here on this show, the star of our show, Mr. Chad Austin. Oh, I thought it was Keith Shira. <laughs> Against, as you said, Keith Shira. And uh, we get a standing ovation for Chad here in the ECW arena. Well, I mean, it, it depends on, not, not from everybody, but there was people standing. I think, and wasn't there? They bill you from Evansville, Indiana. Yeah, too, don't don't that. ask me why. That's a Jeff Osborne <laughs> thing. Like I started that shit like in nineteen ninety, I don't know, one or ninety two, when I went to work for I went to work for Jeff Osborne. Mm-hmm. I, I worked him one time, and I, I went out to Evansville, and I just started announcing myself from Evansville, Indiana. Or even if I didn't, I think word just kind of caught on, <laughs> and I'm just thinking like, why am I from Evansville, Indiana? You're from the Memphis territory? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, what, I only work on Wednesday nights. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand, but you know, it, it doesn't matter. They do, they discussed during this match. I know nothing about Keith pinning Jake Roberts, but they really, really put over that Keith pinned Jake Roberts. Yeah, they, in this entire match, they talk about a match that they never even showed. <laughs> well, I mean, it's better than talking about me against Keith Shearer. Hey, I mean, did you guys notice the the shirt that I was wearing when I walked into the ring? Oh, come on, please tell me, Aaron. <laughs> Uh, you're usually the details guy. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna wait because we're just killing time. It was a, uh, it was a job that I, it was a at a pizza place that I used to deliver pizzas for in a tourist town down here in Ocean City, Maryland, called Pizza <laughs> Two Goat. I, I don't have any idea why, why I decided to wear it. Maybe because it was cold. I, you know, I when I, when I came out and I saw you wearing it, I was going, "What the fuck am I doing? Why am I wearing a Pizza Tuco shirt? I'm I'm two hours away from anywhere that, that they're going to deliver to." <laughs> you should have went back and asked for a, you know, asked for a, a little sponsorship money. Look, I know it's two hours away. Yeah, no, look, I know it's two hours away, but you're wore your shirt on TV. You're kind of on national TV. You're seeing yeah. like 840 homes each week. It's called the Sports Channel, damn it. Yeah. Who was the better worker, Keith or Kyle? Did you ever work Kyle? They were the same person. <laughs> I know. 
The only person that didn't know that was everybody that worked there. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of knew it when I walked into Keith and I asked what Kyle was, and he says, there ain't no Kyle. Oh, okay. Well, who do I go to? Me. I'm fucking Keith and Kyle. <laughs> They're both equally the shit. How about that? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and because, because they, I think they keep pushing this Keith pinning Jake Roberts thing, obviously because they want to build this, or they want to. They when they talk about the match, they want to talk about it as a battle of the upset kids here. Um, which Chad does win this matchup, and I mean, do you even have any memories? Like really, I mean, you know, you said he was he was the shits, but any other memories of this this dude? No, I don't think he was. I don't think he was like legitimately like the shits. Like he couldn't do anything. Mm. I don't. I don't mean that at all. It's just that it, it. I just felt kind of bad for him that he was in the position where he had to kind of like put me over. But I was not in the role where I should have been. Like not, 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 not going over, but not getting so much offense. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I should have been winning these matches by act. I should have been getting my ass kicked. I should have been getting beat down, getting heat put on me, and then I pulled out. But if that's not how the match was booked, then that's not how the guy wanted it to go. So, you know, ain't nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. And it's it seemed like to me, like, I kind of ate, I, I don't want to say I, I ate him up, but I want to say it was easily 70, 30, 80, 20. Well, yeah, I mean, that you know? yeah, anything you could put, anything you could point to as a highlight from the match was to you, to your favor. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And the match probably went longer than it, it aired. But, you know, he, he was a good dude. I had no problem with him. Well, following hey, the match. Kyle, though, oh, hmm? What happened? You cut me off? No. <laughs> Your thing just stopped. Oh, because <laughs> I was making fun of Kyle Shearer? <laughs> it must have been. <laughs> Fucking Kyle Shearer. What a donkey. <laughs> Out of the two of them, he was the worst, right? Easily, yeah. Well, they're talking about here that Shane Douglas is going to face Chad Austin next week. And I think it's Polly who says, hey, you never know. Chad Austin. I'm going to show up? Because, like, you know... I- I never got booked for these shows. I never got booked for these shows. Like, why? I mean, that's part of the reason why I got, I guess, quote unquote, fired. Because I did shows that I was booked for, that I was mm-hmm. getting guaranteed money for, and I wasn't an ECW show that I might drive two and a half hours for and possibly not work. Right. So, so it's it- like... I know I'm. I'm only going to the shows that I I don't have anything else to do on that night. That, okay, so that begs the question. So essentially, Paulie never said Chad be here on this night. You just went to the show and and if he wanted to use you, he used you. Yeah. the The only the only time that didn't happen it was when I worked with Sabu Benoit and Rebel on the same taping where I turned heel and introduced Jason as my manager. That was a clusterfuck. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know if we've already gotten into this on other platforms of your of your podcast forum, but uh, yeah, that was uh, I didn't even know there was a show, and I was vacationing, and I called my my grandmother, and she told me that some guy named Paul's been calling here all day long. I'm supposed to be in Philadelphia, and I'm just like, what? I don't have any. I don't know. She's like, there's a guy named Maddie in the house right now, sitting in front of me. <laughs> Maddie's out front of the house, and all he's doing Maddie's is yelling on the phone. This old bitch won't let me in. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Who's there? Paul's calling your house, and it's like Chad's pretending to be his grandma, pretending to be somebody else on the phone. That's oh my- yeah, like the mystery house guest. <laughs> I love the mystery house guest. Is Paul there? Who's calling, Chad? No. 
<laughs> uh, this sounds like Paul. Well, it's not. And it's like, okay, well, can you just tell Paul that Chad called? I, I certainly will. All right, Paul. See you later. Bye, Chad. <laughs> everybody knows who everybody works for here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who he thought he was kidding. Well, after the Chad Austin match, we get a promo from Shane Douglas and Mr. Hughes. Um, cool little, you know, thing here with Hughes kind of being Shane Douglas's muscle. Um, That's it. I like Mr. Hughes. I, you know, I like, like Mr. Hughes too, but I think that um, ECW and Paul were the the best people to get something out of him. Like I, you know what I mean? Like WWF, yeah. he was kind of he's kind of lame in the WWF. WCW was he was cool in WCW as like the bodyguard person or whatever, but as like a like a integral character of the show, Paul did a better job with him than anybody else. Well, that's when he that's when he started fucking up. Like he was already labeled as a problem coming into ECW from the other companies. The was other it companies a... couldn't couldn't keep him clean. Okay. <clears throat> so I mean I, it was like I didn't, do? I didn't guys got I didn't I'm sorry. I didn't know he had I didn't know he had those issues. I always thought he just had a bigger ego than what he deserved to have. Oh, we had a well yeah he had he had a big something. <laughs> and it was an appetite for the white shit. And he, uh, I mean, he just couldn't, like, anywhere he went. Like, I must have ended up working in three different places around this time where he was at. And if he was scheduled for, just say, to do three shows for somebody, uh, Tyler, my buddy Tyler in, in West Virginia, he might do the first one, but he ain't showing up for the second and the third one. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to ask you for that money in advance. So it doesn't take long to burn, you know, yeah, to burn them bridges before you're not getting booked by anybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it didn't. He didn't benefit himself at this point by whatever the fuck shit he had going on, which I, I I never saw it or any of that shit. Well, actually, I kind of did, but it wasn't working for ECW. He um yeah, like I said, I didn't know about any of that. I was like I said, I was just assumed he. You know, thought he was better than he actually was, and and like tried to big dog things, and he had no right to be big dogging. You know, that's what that's what I always figured was his deal. But but tell me, tell me that dude didn't have a great elbow drop down. Yeah, well, and I'm, we've talked about it before. Like for his size in the ring, he was actually pretty damn good. Um, and probably well now that, that oh, go ahead, Aaron. I just say yeah, for a big dude, he had a good drop kick, and I liked his look and all that. But yeah, I, I don't hate Mister Hughes. <laughs> you really? All right, yeah. that's good. That's good to hear. I don't <laughs> hate Mister Hughes. I'm, I'm sure he'll be happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's going to hear it. <laughs> Somebody's going to tag him. <laughs> like we know you've been up at night worrying, but don't anymore. I heard Aaron Maxson don't hate me. I'm good now. I'm good. I can go. I can pass on peacefully. Big cat. Big cat can go. Like you're not the big cat anymore. You're Mr. Hughes. Oh, oh, cool. Just call me, just call me Curtis. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, we move on here. An eight-man tag team match is next. It is billed as Mr. Hughes, Shane Douglas, and the public enemy against Terry Funk, the Bruise Brothers, and Tommy Dreamer. And the public enemy here, they call out Todd Gordon. Todd Gordon comes out and sa- says that Terry Funk can't compete. He's just been served papers. And because this was a, 
almost two weeks ago when I watched this. Bad me as a host. I didn't write down why he was served papers. <laughs> I don't think they even said it. Okay, man, then maybe I didn't write it down because it didn't happen. All right, then I, I don't I, feel I so bad. I think he was served papers where he wasn't a, allowed to go. The public was it was it near the arena or near? How I took it, how I took it was that the public enemy got a lawyer through Paul Heyman because now they're working for Paul, and Paul got them to get a lawyer, and the lawyer got a restraining order <coughs> on Terry Funk for the public enemy, so Terry Funk can't be around the public enemy. Well, I'm sure Terry Funk didn't want to be around the public enemy, except at breakfast time. So essentially what they're doing is the Terry Funk can't touch the public enemy until their match or whatever with him and Dory and a public enemy. It was it, it was a really ill. <laughs> yeah, like, it sounds like it was riveting. Yeah. I mean, if you got to try to think about it, it's not a good idea. Yeah, right? I mean, you got to put that much emphasis in trying to figure out how to explain it. Then. Yeah, it was just, and it was, it was, um, I don't want to say it. Awful? Yeah, yeah, awful. It was, it was like, delivered terribly. <laughs> there was no explanation. Todd did a good job, or a bad job trying to explain it. And it's like, if you're, if your story is so absurd that your fans got to figure out what the fuck's going on, it's not, <laughs> not a good thing in wrestling. Dude. The the be- the best part of what's coming up is my notes because there is nothing at all written about what is going on. It's just me shitting on the whole. One. It's like four lines of my note paper of me just shitting on what the fuck's going on. <laughs> like, let me sur- let me surmise here real quick before you get into that. Um, Essentially, after Terry's told he can't wrestle, he go, they show him in the back with Mikey Whipwreck and JT Smith, and he tells right. JT to head out to the ring. JT now enters the match with his hurt knee, and then I'll let you continue from there, Chad, but I just wanted to get that on the table first. Well, I mean, it, it was a complete fucking mess. I don't know what was going on. I said it was a big, big brawl that nobody cared about. <laughs> now I'm lost. Parking lot brawl, <laughs> like, like I, I don't at this point I don't know what's going on and I don't know who I'm supposed to be featured on or you know what I mean who am I who mm-hmm. are they featuring here? It it feels like they're trying to feature JT Smith, JT right? But they think okay, yeah. But they're they're essentially doing the same angle or whatever you want to call it with the knee that they did in the eight man tag match at When Worlds Collide. So that's repetitive. And yeah, but it feels like it's supposed to be a feature for JT to me. And but like you said, there's so much going on. There's so and, and you just you don't know what's supposed to be what's supposed to be going down here. It, it almost it almost feels to me like Paulie was just was putting his toe in the water with JT here because mm-hmm. he wasn't sure what he had kind of thing. So he may have said, like, let me give him a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Let me let me ask this, let me know, ask this question. Late, Later on, when he becomes the Saban Mamby, <laughs> and you don't know what the fuck well, he's saying when he's in the FBI. I don't know what the fuck happened in there. So should the episode – okay, you think about the beginning of this episode. The beginning of the episode is Mikey Whipwreck and Kevin Sullivan. And then we have Chad and Shira. And then we have JT. So should the name of this episode be Underdog Overdose or Overkill? Because that, I mean, there's so many underdog stories going on here in this one hour of wrestling. Underdog Undercare? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I, I see your point because it is, it 
is it's totally non non outsider heavy, right? Mm-hmm. It's all local talent heavy, correct? I mean, Mostly, besides a little yeah. bit of the funk stuff, but you know, funk's a, a main guy. But me, Mikey, Pitbull, you know, guys like that, that we're all we're all regulars, you know, local. I guess local guys. Mm-hmm. So you can you can make that point. You can say that you can make it the name of the show. If <laughs> Aaron, you want. any any thoughts here on this uh, this main event? Uh, it was it was lame. Like like I said, like the beginning of it, it made no sense. It, 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 Todd did a terrible job trying to explain it, and oh good lord, uh, it just it was bad. Like it brought it brought like the show the show itself wasn't terrible, but. This kind of just brought it to like a, a screeching halt. It was like, hey, this show <laughs> might be okay. This show might be okay. Like, oh, we're driving down the street. We're all right. We're all right. And then all of a sudden, the garbage truck in front of you just breaks. You don't know it. You just <laughs> next thing you know, you got trash all over your car and banana yeah, public enemy music hits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, at, at some point during a lot of that mess with JT and Funk. I just got completely lost, and I was just like, I, I don't even, I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it seems like it's just not going anywhere that I want to see it go, and mm-hmm. I don't understand why they keep pursuing it. Like, what's the big, what's the big deal of trying to rub JT with Funk? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, and they, it, they, they really seem like they're trying hard as shit, and it's like nobody cares. And this is going to be, this is going to be the reason that it is such an amazing thing or a great thing that we're going to start seeing stars like Too Cold Scorpio or Chris Benoit or Dean Malenko to replace silly things like this. Or treading water, essentially, is the, I think, I think the gist you were trying to get at, Chad. You're just treading water with this thing. It's not, like mm-hmm. you said, it's not going, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> yep, we're just staying afloat until we can get the next round of um, talent in here. Mm-hmm. And get rid of the other guys, you know, Rebel, you know, you're going to see less of Rebel, what? Less of, the, of you know, Stetson, you know, we're seeing less of them guys already, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're, now they're not... like, make room on the make room on the payroll roster, which I can't understand how Hot Body and Stetson are anywhere near in the same payroll roster as some of the guys are going to bring in, but whatever. Harry, you look like you might have had a thought. Yeah, just, um... Mikey should never let himself. Well, I don't think he ever did again. But Mikey should never let himself appear on camera without a shirt. Oh, <laughs> when, he, when they were sitting downstairs in that unfinished basement, wherever <laughs> Terry Funk went and found JT and and uh, Mikey, that yeah, like it was just it, it, the, the whole thing was stupid. He's got such a talented chest, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, the last thing we see here on this show is a promo from Sandman and Woman. There's going to be a cane on a pole match between Sandman and Tommy Dre- Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Cairo. And uh, I don't have uh, my notes aren't good on this promo. So, Aaron, what did you have written down here? I, it was just a basic Sandman Woman promo talking about a feud that is kind of running its course a little bit. For some reason, <laughs> I wrote down the name. For some reason, I wrote down the name Crazy Eddie, but I don't remember why I wrote down Crazy Eddie. I have no idea. He must have mentioned Crazy Eddie in this promo. I, I don't know, but I guarantee that if, like, Miss Peaches calls the cops again about, like, Tommy Cairo, they're going to stop responding to her calls. <laughs> like, we, we can't keep coming out here for all these calls every single week. Like, aren't your, aren't your 
your isn't your boyfriend and your other guy aren't they wrestlers? Can't they just take care of it in the ring? Why do they got to keep calling us out here for these like domestic disputes? <laughs> just just do it in the ring. Put every a cane on it. Every time on a pole and settle this thing. Every time she calls, you're like, oh, another bad produce run. Got a bruised peach. Peaches is bruised again. And pretty much. And then I'm going to drop off my husband so he, he can hang some tents. I mean, I know what it is, but I don't think he knows what the hell that is. Still I used to be a surfboard. surfer, I, I'll have you know. Well, and that is that. Man, for... I can tell you he ain't never been on that goddamn surfboard. <laughs> he didn't even know how to use it as a weapon. <laughs> I, no. I mean, granted, it was abnormally large, but still. Well, that is it for May 24th, 1994. edition of ECW and any any... That's well. Let's let's give it a grade. Let's give it a rating. What do you guys think overall? I said we went kind of backwards on this show a little. I can't Again. go any more backwards on these shows. That I'm going. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm gonna start giving them numbers. I'm, I'm running out of letters. You want to call it like under? You want to call it underdog overload or whatever? I want to call it like underdog underwhelming. Like this is just an underwhelming fucking blah show that had a a couple okay matches on it and then it just ended like i said it just ended abruptly it's just a trash filled match that i didn't this show is like i didn't feel anything about it you know what i mean well, like, you know you know what's going to be you know hang on Aaron. you know what's going to be great next week is that if we if we start to see like a new set of matches from a new taping mm-hmm. because then we'll know why this show was so bad right because right. it'll probably it's probably because it's what's left, right? It's the it's the leftovers, yeah. So I mean, then then you then you won't be then you meet me clearly too. We won't be so um, judgmental about it once we realize. Well, that's all they fucking had, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but and also, you know, I, I sorry, I, I think it's also a testament to Joey. You know what I mean? Like having Joey on the show makes it more palatable because. He's good on the. He's good on commentating. He's good on explaining things. Mm-hmm. Like, like he probably would have been Johnny on the spot, being able to explain what the fuck Todd Gordon was talking about. But Bill Watts Jr. He's a fucking clown. He doesn't fucking know how to put. <laughs> Bill Watts Jr. So he's just fucking. I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. Like Joey would have been able to figure something out. You know what I mean? I, I just think it was. Like I said, it's a testament to Joey. We need Joey back. He's only been gone a week, and I already want him back. He's be, only been gone a week. He'll be back shortly. Well, I'm because sure I'm that, assuming. I'm sure he'll be back. Um. Well, that being said, like you I said, like did anybody send us any questions? No, send us questions. Reliving the extreme at gmail dot com, um, or you can personally message them to me on Facebook. That's fine too, and. So I guess we'll do our wrap up here. If you guys have anything you want to, anything else you want to say, or anything you want to plug, or anything you want to talk about before we set, head off into Ramahana Kwanzmas. No, I just want to say that I want to go to bed. <laughs> I got I got here? my Helix mattress here, and it's all loaded up, and I got to work in about six hours, and I am beat. But we are going to let Mister Austin go to bed, and we're going to put this show to bed and. Please do join us on our Facebook group, The Reliving the Extreme. You just type that in in the Facebook search, and uh, we have had a few members the past couple of weeks. So please join us there. Check out any other of the podcasts that are available on the WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network as well. Join that Facebook group and the We Can't Wrestle Podcast Facebook group. Too many Facebook groups, I guess, but 
Hey, the We Can't and Wrestle it, thing's pretty decent. I listen to that shit a lot. I want to do another one of those pro wrestling. Good. I just said I listen to it a lot. <laughs> he listened to it a lot. <laughs> when I want to hear something that I don't like, I listen to that one. Believe me, I, I drive a couple hours like each way for delivery and shit, so I got time to kill. Aaron, say goodbye. Goodbye. And thank you for joining us, everybody. And we will see you next week as we continue reliving the extreme. Have a great week.